Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Let's go, A.V. Let's go, Lenny. Dropping Brady. Brady dumps it off. Hot ball. Fournette's got the catch. Run his ass over. He don't know. Snap, run the ball to the right, got a fly point to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Tampa Bay! Yeah! I didn't score because I wanted you to score. Robbie G, my dog. I love running the third. <laughs> you see Lenny on that drive? Well, that's a man running the football. 230-pound running back. And Nyman was run over, a linebacker. He going crazy. Playoff Lenny, bowl Lenny. Playoff Lenny. Wow. Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Sorry about that extended intro there. We are live on YouTube today for episode 176. We got some breaking news for you guys, and I'm sure that you saw that on-the-spot video editing that went on there. Hopefully you can appreciate that. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am your host, as always, Rhett Matthew, joined alongside me. My good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. And of course, since we are handling breaking news, we have got the honorary third member of the show, Mr. Bucks Nation, a.k.a. James Hill, right here on YouTube, hanging out with us. What is that breaking news I referred to? Well, the Buccaneers signed a running back today. It was one of their own, Leonard Fournette. The man, playoff Lenny, is back. On a one-year deal, $3.25 million with up to $4 million in incentives. Says a lot about the market that he got. 
But we'll talk about all that shortly. Welcome back to the show, boys. How are we doing? Doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm a little stressed. Uh, if you're watching live over on our YouTube, I had to do some on-the-spot editing really quick because I open up our live stream setup and there is no video. So uh, oh. you know, I got to go in there and make some stuff, make some stuff happen. But it's nothing I'm not accustomed to. James, how are you, my friend? Doing pretty good. See Frank in the chat. Yes, sir. You know you me and, and Frank. Him. You and Frank were in the midst of that uh, that epic bidding war that we had last week, huh? We had our financial wars, you know, but it's fine. No, but I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Yeah, I got some Bucks news to talk about. And uh, yeah, and also we're going into the weekend. So everybody's working for the weekend. I honestly, I got to I got to be honest. I said I was doing fine. I could be doing better. Um, I I could be doing better. It's it's nothing to do with the Bucks. That's all fine and dandy, Mm -hmm. whatever. But um I mean, the, the Flyers are giving up eight goals a game, basically. The Sixers didn't trade for Kyle Lowry. It, it's, eh, eh. I mean, it's a nice day here. I mean, that's good. But other than that, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, we got a crazy NFL day, though. Like, yeah. not like, I know the Bucks made a move, but like in the past 20 minutes, right before we started doing this, um, throw out your mock drafts, folks, because it is, uh, it is completely changed now. Absolutely. That that top 10 order, I mean, the Dolphins were involved in two pretty big picks to determine Within the top. five minutes of each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so to say that they're going in on a uh, certain quarterback is quite the understatement. But let's talk about what's happening with Tampa Bay. So like we said at the top of the show, Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, returns to Tampa on a one-year deal, $3.25 million, $4 million with incentives. It says a whole lot about his uh, his market. Or as far as what other teams thought of him, for him to come back to Tampa Bay on on seemingly a low price, like I really was under the assumption that uh, that Fournette had earned his money during that playoff run, and and there would be plenty of teams ready to pay for him. And I guess that just wasn't the case. No, yeah, it, it clearly wasn't. Go ahead, James. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, it was it was interesting. You know, we we had heard about all these teams that were supposedly interested. Um, it, it seems like that they were all interested. You know, probably just for a low amount of money, you know? Um, it seems like the money just wasn't there for Leonard Fournette, seemingly. You know, who knows? Yeah, and, and quick shout-out to our live chat before we go any further. Some other people checking in. We talked to Frank G, uh, our buddy Chase checking in. Pac-Man 504, who was also in that bidding war, let's not forget. Uh, John Romulo Lenuvo, I think I said that correctly. Lane Johnson, Jay Reviews, everybody else hanging out with uh, with us. We truly do appreciate you. Willie Beeman checking in. Willie. And NFL God with the $2 Super Chat. Watching the scream at school in class. Gotta go. Well, listen, the fact that you donated to the Wendy's Fund before you took off is truly uh, something that means a lot to us. Thank you for Thank your you. support, NFL God. Truly a pleasure to have you here, buddy. So... The Buccaneers get a running back. Let, let's talk about the effects of the draft. We know that you know they can still pretty much have as much fun as they want to at pick 32, but does it close the door on drafting a running back maybe at 32? Because I, I, I still think they go out and sign another pass-catching back, but you know to get a guy like ETN or Harris at 32 if they're there right now just seems like something they really don't need because when you've got Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones posed, uh, poised to have a big year, whoever they can fill in there. And then you got Keyshawn Vaughn still in that running back room for at least another season. You know, I, I think a lot of signs point away to taking a running back at 32, even if they're there. I'm going to disagree. Um, 
just because I I don't I don't th- I think they're done um, in free agency as far as running back goes. I, I would be pretty surprised to see them add a pass catching back at this point in free agency. I think it was either Fournette or or a pass catching running back. And I think I thought you know once you saw James White resign New England, it was kind of you know a, a hint that like right. this was coming. Right. Like it was like, that's why I wasn't really surprised when I heard the news this morning, because like it was kind of a, of a hint that, you know, th- this was going to come pretty quickly. I thought, and um, I, if, if Travis Etienne or Najee Harris is there, I think you still got to take them. Uh, I obviously Rhett knows James knows that like, I'm not a big first round running back guy. And I think that you can find value a lot of different spots at running back. You don't just have to, you know, draft the Saquon Barkley every year. But um, th- this year, <laughs> the, for one, they're sitting at 32. So they're at the very end of the dra- like the first round. So it's essentially almost an early second-round pick. Yeah. Because th- there's not 32 first-round talent players, right? There never is. Any draft, there's not 32 players that belong in the first round. So you're going to be drafting some second-round players. Um, and th- the other one that we're going to talk about, I'm sure, a lot, this team just doesn't have a lot of – like, where are the needs – like there, is, what, there isn't what, one for the first time exactly. in many, many years, we're headed into the draft where there isn't a huge glaring need on this football team. I mean, you can nitpick and stuff like that. And I did on Twitter the other day, they still need that third, I think pass rusher. They still need a fourth corner. Obviously you're not drafting a fourth corner at 32. I don't think, um, but they, they need that third pass rusher plus the future after like JPP and stuff. Uh, obviously I still think need one more wide receiver, but we'll see what happens with Antonio Brown and some other names that we'll talk about a little bit. But um, I mean, if, if Najee Harris or Travis Etienne is there, I think they're going to take them. And it's still, I still wouldn't rule out uh, in the first three or four rounds. Like you, you've said, they've shown a lot of interest in Demetrius Felton um, from UCLA, the running back slash wide receiver. So, I mean, there's a lot of different names. I, I wouldn't rule out completely them drafting a running back early. Maybe not in the first round, but I, I still do expect them to draft one early. Because here's one more thing. Jones and Fournette are now both free agents next year. Absolutely. You're not going to bring both of them back. Maybe one, but you're not bringing both of them back. So you might have to have a future plan there. What do you think, James? I mean, myself personally, I think this probably eliminates them taking a running back with pick 32. Um, I would, if Najee Harris and Travis Etienne were on the board at pick 32, um, they might take them, but I, I would see a scenario where they would maybe just trade down, you know, and kind of focus on getting more depth at other positions, you know, maybe like the offensive line pass rusher, like we just talked about uh cornerback needs a little bit of depth, um, you know, and getting more picks to acquire more depth and spread that out a little bit more, I think could be a very solid move. Um, that's kind of the route I think that they would take. Uh, maybe they do get a pass rusher at 32. Now, um, Evan, you made a good point. You know, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are both, you know, on expiring contracts now. They still have Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, who didn't get any playing time in year number one. He's a – was he a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick? Third round. He was third-round pick. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a third-round pick. He could still show some ability, and, you know, he'd still have three years – well, yeah, three years left on his deal. Um, So, so overall, I think that – you know, Keyshawn Vaughn could be one of those guys who they just look to move forward with in the future, you know, regardless of what happens with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette and them. Um, I think that they would maybe trade down. Yeah. 
I, I'm still kind of in the boat to think that trading down is a good option. We've talked about depth along that defensive line before. Bolstering up the trenches is something that nobody can really argue against at this point. And when you're in the position that Tampa Bay is, stacking up on young players in key positions like the trenches is obviously going to take you a little bit farther than it would, let's say, I don't know, a, a corner that you're not going to use for so long or a running back that doesn't really need to be that guy year one, depending on who it is, if you take him at 32, or even in the first three rounds, because Buccaneers still have a third round running back on the roster that just like you said, James didn't see any playing time. And as far as Evan is concerned, uh, Evan says Vaughn is a bust and there's no hope whatsoever. So I, I guess that ship has sailed. I just, Let's. I, I don't, I, I didn't like the pick when they made it. And I just, I just don't, I just don't like it. I just, I, I, I'll, I'll eat crow. If I'm wrong, I will, I will gladly come on this show and, and, and eat crow. But man, oh man, I just, I, I don't see it. I do think they'll give him a shot, but I just, I don't think it's going to work out. So let's take a look at what the Buccaneers have done so far. To put it simply, they are putting on a clinic to other NFL teams on how to uh, basically keep your team together and stay within the means of the cap. They have done a great job. Now that Leonard Fournette deal we talked about, there's no voidable years on that. It's just the one-year hit and that's it. But pretty much every other deal that they have signed up until this point, if it's not a restructure, they're using these voidable years and it's been a great way to play cap Olympics. So throughout all of that, they have successfully signed every single starter from their Super Bowl 55 victory for the 2021 season. There is one guy who wasn't a starter, but there's pretty much one name left when you look at Buccaneers free agency. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of rumors floating around this position just because of something that's come out here in the last few days. And we'll talk about that. But Antonio Brown, the last guy on this team, as far as we're concerned, to you know, kind of be a make or break for that wide receiver position if the Bucks want to bring him back. What do you think happens with A.B.? Similar to what we said with Antonio Brown, I think we said it a couple of episodes ago, it felt like the more time goes by, the better we felt about these guys coming back. And we kind of saw that with uh, Fournette's deal. It's a cheap $3.5 million deal. I really thought other teams were going to pay him a little bit more, but that's what he got, and he remains in Tampa Bay. Do you think the case is similar with Antonio Brown? Is there just, you know, not a market... Do teams not want to take a chance on this guy, or is it just, I don't know, things kind of moving slow here? Yeah, you know, f funnily enough, I thought Antonio Brown was going to re-sign, you know, before Leonard Fournette. You know, I thought that it was more likely that Antonio Brown would re-sign first before Leonard Fournette. And now uh, we've got a situation where Fournette's already re-signed Antonio Brown's last name. I wasn't expecting that. You know, I thought it would kind of be the reverse. Um, but I think Antonio Brown we've talked about this before here on the, on the podcast, you know, it's, it's so tough to gauge the market for Antonio Brown because of the off field stuff, because of, you know, his want to play with Tom Brady, you know, what are other teams willing to pay him? Things like that. Um, I, I see a similar situation to where, you know, Antonio Brown will, will get a deal done with Tampa Bay. Probably at least that's what I'm leaning more towards now. I, I was 50-50 on it, but now I'm kind of leaning more towards a deal probably getting done. I expect it to be a low dollar value, you know, kind of like a, uh, not a prove it situation, but more of just kind of like, hey man, you kind of don't really have a lot of options right now. You know, that would that would kind of be what I would expect. The, the last time we talked about Antonio Brown, you know, the interest from other teams, the only one we had really heard about was Seattle. Uh, somebody in the live chat brought a good point. I think it was TB12 Goatman. He said Kansas City is also a team that could be in the mix just because we've seen them make a push on wide receivers. But, 
I still feel like Russell Wilson, if he is telling Seattle he wants Antonio Brown, obviously that conversation is still happening. Um, If he finds himself in a situation where the market price isn't that high, and let's say, I don't know, Seattle throws a deal at him that's under $10 million and the Buccaneers can't really match it. They can only come up to maybe, you know, two mil short. It's a difference of a million or two, basically, to stay in Tampa or go to another team that would want to take a chance on a guy like that. Do you think Antonio Brown, Evan, is going to re-sign in Tampa, stick around with Tom Brady, or do you think he's still kind of the guy who, you know, if he can get more money elsewhere, that's what he'll do? Uh, Do the the Seahawks or Chiefs have Tom Brady? Nope. No. Well, I mean, Kansas City's got Patrick Mahomes. You can't can't ignore that. The guy who – Is he Tom Brady? He is not. Okay. All right. So the, the, there you go. I, I just, I, at this point, I just, I don't see, unless, unless somebody really overpays him, which I saw somebody in, in the live chat say a one year deal for 5 million. If Brown comes back, I think it's even less than that. I mean, it's, it's going to be less than Fournette. Like they, like it's literally going to be at their price. Like yeah. it's going to be at their price. They're not, they're, you know, there, there's not much trust there. And obviously, Every day we like we talk about this every single day that we go to bed and wake up and he's still not signed, his price drops maybe just a little bit, and eventually that price is going to drop so low that the Bucks are saying, "Yeah, like okay." I don't think the Bucks have ruled out an Antonio Brown return. I don't think Antonio Brown has ruled out a return. I know that they still would like him back. Uh, I know that Brown has interest in coming back because the Buccaneers have number twelve, but. I also wouldn't rule out them, you know, possibly moving on just because once, once you're out there a while, like you're out there for so long, it kind of seems like, you know, it's um, maybe they are looking at other options. It's a stacked wide receiver draft class, right? You can probably get a guy in the fourth or fifth round that can do what Brown does. Uh, and they do like Tyler Johnson. They they like Scotty Miller. I've seen a lot of people, oh, well, Scotty Miller can just replace Antonio Brown. Scotty Miller and Antonio Brown are two completely different players. Yeah. Um, Scotty Miller, I, I love Scooter, but he does one thing. Like, he, he literally does one thing. He, he runs straight and runs deep. That, that's, that's what his job is. Um, so if Antonio Brown were to leave and they weren't to maybe sign a guy that's been mentioned in the chat here a lot um, or – uh, draft a wide receiver. Um, I think you would see a guy like Tyler Johnson get most of those snaps, but I do agree with James. I'm not sure if you said it or not, Rip, but I think Antonio Brown comes back. I I don't think it's going to be too much longer. He's going to be sitting out there. I, I do think he comes back. So let's go ahead and talk about what happens if Antonio Brown does not return, because that's the only place I see these rumors coming to fruition. Over the last few days, there's been a couple of pages reporting that uh, the Buccaneers are making a strong push and a couple of players are making a strong push to get Larry Fitzgerald. And on a surface level, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Larry Fitzgerald, a free agent for the first time in his career, a guy who in 2018 said that he would never, ever play anywhere but Arizona, and I still think that holds true to this day. Um, but the connections are there. Obviously, Bruce Arians coached him for a couple of years. He's a guy who's looking to get a championship. He's on his way out. Why not Tampa? Well, I'll tell you why not Tampa. Because literally nobody has reported the same thing except for where did this rumor start? Like just an NFL Twitter rumor page and that's it. So like sources, trust me, kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's um, so this one and it's a popular Twitter account and it's an NFL rumors account 
that had tweeted out they he basically if you look at his page he basically makes connections um tries to make player to team connections based on who's on the coaching staff who's on who's other players there and he he said a few weeks ago oh you know Larry Fitzgerald could uh, – it's either going to be the Bucks or the Vikings if he return, decides not to return to Arizona or decides to keep playing because I believe he's from Minnesota or something. He is, yeah. Um, so he, he's from Minnesota, so that would be the Vikings connection. And then obviously the Bucks connection is obvious. Um, a chance to play with Tom Brady, a chance to get a, ch- a championship ring and be back with Bruce Arians. And uh, Kevin Garver, who he has – Really had a high praise for uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the wide receivers coach for the Buccaneers, Kevin Garver. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald ha- has told people that, like, you know, Kevin Garver, like, this guy is the real deal, and he has a lot of respect for him. So, um, this page had, you know, sort of speculated, but then comes out and says, report, you know, the Bucks are trying to, you know, convince Larry Fitzgerald and Bucks players are trying to convince Larry Fitzgerald. And then all these Bucks pages just run with it. Um, and that leads, leads fans to believe that, you know, it's an actual thing. I I can't rule it out because Antonio Brown is not re-signed yet. And the connection is obvious. Like the reasons, like it wouldn't surprise me because it just, it makes so much sense. But like, that's not an actual source. Like that's not <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, He's not. He he's making guesses based on connections. And he, he like if he's wrong, nobody's gonna kill him for it because he keeps saying oh then all he has to say is, Oh, the Bucks couldn't convince him and he's he's gonna retire or he's gonna go back to Arizona. It is I don't know. And and like I said at the start, you know, Larry Fitzgerald to Tampa is obviously something that makes a lot of sense, but it's nothing that I would put any stock into until we see Antonio Brown not return to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Because as of right now, exactly. there are so many more pros to signing a guy like Antonio Brown than there is to signing Larry Legend. And as you know, as great of a wide receiver as Larry Fitzgerald is, I have no problem I have no doubts that he would come on this team and, and play well. But like Dude, it's Antonio Brown, and I feel like Antonio he just, Brown is is better than Larry he, Fitzgerald. Exactly, he can do so much more. He's a he's a better player, and the Bucks could probably get him for a little bit cheaper, which is the craziest part in all of this. James, what are your thoughts on these rumors? Thank God I didn't make my Larry Fitzgerald Bucks video. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man, we see stuff like this from time to time. Sometimes it's you know non Bucks accounts. Sometimes it's Bucks accounts themselves who do this and uh there's a lot it's of always, accounts that i'm that i'm kind of disappointed in just for picking it up the way that they have i agree with that you know uh, um it's one of those things where it's like just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks you know yeah uh and this is kind of another typical situation like that um we've seen situations like this before not just with the buccaneers but with a lot of different teams um you know people make it, it would be like if one of us got on social media and said, Hey, according to my sources, you know, the bucks are really about, you know, they're thinking about signing so-and-so. And then, then it's just us making a connection of, well, Bruce Arians used to coach him and, you know, yeah, that could make how, sense. How many I'm going to say that it might actually happen. You know, how many players over the last two years has everybody said, Oh, you know, keep an eye out for this guy. Cause Bruce Arians coached him at one point. I, I mean, how mm-hmm. many players did we say, 
and how many of those guys did not end up on the team. It's just kind of one of those situations where people are making connections and, and starting these rumors before any real traction gets going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see any, there's no weight behind it. You know, it's just exactly what Evan said. It's somebody making a connection. It would be like if one of us did it, you know, and, and there are some outlets who are picking it up and you know that's that's their decision to do that you know that's fine hell i thought about making a larry fitz video i mean <laughs> outlets have picked it up because it it makes sense it's not like egregious you know right like it, I, it makes it makes sense i i would have phrased it i would have phrased it differently though i wouldn't have yeah. said i wouldn't have phrased it as like oh this is a report He's making yeah. He's making a report that players are trying to recruit him. Right. It, if I was like an outlet and I was trying to make a thing on it, I would have phrased it as like, "Should they go and do this?" Well, it makes sense. It might not happen, but maybe you know. And and, and also, like I said, Larry Fitzgerald at this point in his career is not better than Antonio Brown. No way. Antonio Brown's what five years younger? Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think Antonio Brown's thirty two, going to turn thirty three, and Larry Fitzgerald's like thirty seven, I think. So yeah. I, I understand, like, I still think Fitzgerald's not completely cooked, but you you can't tell me that Antonio Brown's not a better option. Like, so, like, I see a lot of people saying, oh, Larry Fitzgerald's not coming. You better hope he's not, because Antonio Brown's a better player. If you're talking about strictly football, and that's what we're talking about, we're not talking about anything off-field or anything like that right now. We are not putting that into this decision, which, I mean, the Bucks have to, obviously. But if, if we're just talking about this, Antonio Brown is the better player right now, is going to be the better player, and it just already has been in the offense. I understand Larry Fitzgerald's in the offense. Antonio Brown was most recently in this offense. So um, Willie Beeman says Larry Fitzgerald's older than me. I mean, yeah, I don't know how old you are, Willie, but, um, I mean, you know, can can you suit up? I mean, you might have a little bit more. <laughs> Come on, Willie. Hey. My my final thought on it is this, like, just for everybody in the chat and, or, and whoever else watches this, like, right now, nothing behind it. It's a rumor and right. nothing exactly. else. Exactly. Like, that is absolutely, you know, if an outlet is talking about it, it's a rumor. At the end of the day, that is what it is. This is no, speculation. This yeah, is not... there's, there's no sources behind it. Like, there's no weight behind it right now. None of, you know, we're not seeing any of the big guys report about it. Like, you know, it's a rumor. That is what it is. But I will say this, it may turn into something a little bit more than a rumor if and only if it comes out that the Bucks are not bringing back Antonio right. Brown. Then, yeah. then, then I think that, that the chances actually increase a lot, I think, if, if Antonio Brown doesn't come back. But right now, their priority is Antonio Brown. So Joel is, is saying, you know, and, and like we said, we weren't really talking about all-field stuff, but you guys are forgetting that AB has court cases pending right now. Sure, those court cases are in December. So that's the season's pretty much almost over by that point. So I don't really think that's going to to sway you know, the Bucks' decision. And that should also make Antonio Brown even cheaper <laughs> that he does have a, a court case. Um, that, that is the baggage that may keep A.B. out of football. He's coming back. He's going to play for somebody. Like, I, I, I guarantee you, Antonio Brown's going to be on the roster come week one. Like, he, he is. I don't know what roster, but, like, everybody's saying, oh, he's not even going to be back in football. If he wasn't going to be back in football, he wouldn't have even been with Tampa last year. Like, it, that was his last chance, and he passed the test. 
And, and I mean, we've talked a lot about the off the field Antonio Brown stuff, so we don't. Need and we to don't. Reiter- we don't. Cond- we don't condone any of it. We don't. But. Yeah, exactly. But you know, we don't really need to reiterate it. But we do need to take a realistic look at what we're dealing with, folks. And is is. I guess as sad but true as it is, let's just remember that this is also the NFL, uh, the landscape of the NFL. Unless there are criminal charges ready to go, chances are you're going to be able to play. So like Evan said, I do have a pretty good feeling about Antonio Brown being on a roster week one of the 2021 season. The question right now still remains if it's going to be Tampa Bay or not, but I do have a pretty good feeling Not too long ago, I got a care package sent to me from the newest sponsor of the Cannon Fire podcast, our guys over at Sunday Scaries. It is a marketplace that provides stress relief products with a wide selection of CBD gummies, vitamins, and much more. And listen, I I know we've all had trouble sleeping before, and if you're like me at all, sometimes it sucks ass trying to finally fall asleep. The company offers 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. The product's not for you. Get your money back, no questions asked. For 25% off of your order, visit sundayscaries.com. Use our promo code CANNON for your discount. That's promo code CANNON, C-A-N-N-O-N, for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. Sleep better with the help of our guys at Sunday Scaries. Let's go ahead and shout out a lot of the people in the live chat because we have been neglecting them far too long, and I'll tell you that's the reason why right there. Amazement coming through and laying it all on the table. $10 to the Wendy's Fun. What do you guys think of the Winston Emotional Breeze video? I like Jameis Winston, but I can't root for the Saints. Sorry, any other team, I would root for them. Well, as far as rooting for Jameis goes, I mean, I you know, I agree with you. I hope the guy does well. I think he will be a talented player. I think he'll still throw a lot of interceptions, but I don't hope he succeeds in New Orleans because I, I hate that team. But the clip that everybody's talking about, I didn't see it. I didn't watch it. I don't really I, have I don't any. Watch, I, didn't, I, don't watch I, I don't really have any interest in watching it. You know, if like Tom Brady was getting emotional about a former Bucks quarterback, that'd be one thing. But like, I, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I just don't. I just don't really follow him like that anymore. And if yeah, he has all I those great things to say about Drew Brees, that's great. But at the end of the day, he's he's not my QB anymore. I don't cover Jameis Winston, so I, yeah, so yeah. I'm sorry. Um, oh, and Brees hell. sending in a, a ten dollars super chat. Number one fan. Number one Thank fan. You, here's here's the thing. I I know she's over at her mom's house right now, and you know we refer to her mom as my number one fan. Um, so I don't really know if that's coming from her or her mom. Yeah. But... Did, did her mom like hack her account or something and just? Put ten bucks in, or you never know. But um, shout out to Bree, thank you so much for your donation. You guys are the best. There we go. Willie Beamus says maybe I can suit up Evan. I'm five nine, two hundred pounds, play corner high school. I said the Bucks need a number four corner. So yeah. there you go, um, man. And then we we got say so yeah. I just I, I don't I don't cover uh, I I don't cover James Winston. So it's it's nice, but this I don't um, do it. Hang on real quick, uh, Edelman or Larry. Who would y'all take history with Brady or history with the coaches? Can I say neither? Um, but realistically Larry Fitzgerald's a free agent Julian Elman is not I don't know I think a lot of people seem to think that Julian Elman is a free agent and he's not um and also Larry Fitzgerald probably fits the offense better so I'd probably take Larry Fitzgerald but yeah like can I just say Antonio Brown I guess <laughs> yeah and everybody addressing you know what we talked about listen if you give us a super chat and you ask us a question we're gonna answer your question that's just yeah, that's right. what it boils down to guys 
Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Marshawn Lattimore in jail now from Buck Skull Gang? Don't don't cover him either. Yeah, you know we don't cover Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I mean I don't know. Shit happens. I guess he wrong place well, at the wrong there's, time. There's there's basically there's basically two Saints in jail then, right? Because Marshawn Lattimore's locked up, and I mean, we already saw Carlton Davis lock up Michael Thomas. So. Oh my, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> We got it in, baby. <laughs> What's going um, on, man? Uh, Biz610, he says he's on his lunch break right now, but he can catch us for a little bit. Nathan Elliott says, improve the backup DT position. When Vita Vea is missing, the defense performance drops. Yeah, that's a great correct. point, man. It, that is a great point. So some backup defensive tackles. It, and here's the question I want to ask you guys. Are the Buccaneers going to make any more moves to address the middle of the line, if not through the draft? I mean, I don't. At this point, I don't think they're going to sign any D tackles. No. But it, it is a weak D tackle class, and we've talked about that before. So, is this the year to do it, or do you kind of just roll the dice with what you got now? Well, I think uh, I, I think you, you, the money would be on would on would be on the draft. Um, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't expect, especially Lawrence guy. I believe we talked about the other day. He had just resigned with new England. Uh, he was another guy. Um, so, um, wow. I'm getting a lot of love in the chat though. Is everybody (laughs) seems to, everybody seems to like that one. So, over. act act like you've been here before face the franchise. I I have, that's why I'm the face of the franchise. That's not, you know, that's, that's not really a thing, but yeah, I would, I would expect them to, uh, to maybe draft one. It's a very weak defensive line class, especially on the interior. So it's tough to say draft one early, but I, if a guy's in in the fourth or fifth, I I can see it. What do you think, James? Well, in my recent mock draft, I had them taking a DT in the second round um, to Feely out of USC. Um, I still think that that could, you know, maybe be an option, you know, uh, have a rotation of uh, Vita Vea, Will Golston, um, Ricky Nunez, Rochez, and um, Sue, and then a second round pick. I mean, that's a solid D line right there. Um, Sue isn't getting any younger. You got to have a future for him. Uh, you also got to have a, uh, you know, potential plan for maybe a future cap casualty and Will Golston. I don't really know how much how many more years are left on his contract is this might be the last year of his deal. I don't remember. Will Golston. Yeah. Yeah. This is his last year. Yeah. So I think that even, even like a second round guy would, would still make some amount of sense just because you're preparing for the future there. Um, kind of just getting more bodies in there. They also have a lot of interesting guys already in place that kind of rotate around, you know, like Sue can play defensive tackle. You can kind of flip him at certain points. Uh, Nacho can play defensive tackle. Uh, Khalil Davis actually showed up in some good moments uh, throughout the regular season last year, um, as well as just a couple of other guys who they can kind of put in there. Um, I would still think maybe like a second round pick in the draft could be something they look for, look at, though. Yeah, I, I tend to agree there. A uh, lot of other conversation happening in the live chat right now. Shout out to all of our people over on YouTube. If you're watching the stream right now and you have not subscribed to the channel, make sure you do so. We've uh, been doing a lot of live streams lately. been having a lot of fun with them. Typically, whenever some breaking news happens, we try to be on top of it as quickly as possible. And, of course, today we have got our good buddy, Mr. Bucks Nation, hanging out with us as we talk about Leonard Fournette re-signing his deal Now, what I've seen lately in the chat is a lot of talk about Gerald McCoy, and uh, I think this is because of his tweet that he put out the other day talking about how he's been in Tampa for 15 minutes and he already got free food. Somebody else had mentioned how Gerald McCoy lives in Tampa. Um, And, I, I, you know, Gerald McCoy's always had a house in Tampa. Uh, He went and played for Dallas. He went and played for Carolina. He's always had a house in Tampa, and and he's not 
he's not shy to talk about how much he loves Tampa Bay. Now, we talked about this uh, two or three episodes ago, the possibility of a guy like Gerald McCoy coming back to maybe help out that D-tackle position we talked about. Personally, I don't, you know, I don't see a place for it. I know that the consensus we came to is that if he comes here, he's going to be a guy who's strictly used on passing downs because he's not a great run support DT. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I don't know. We won't spend too much time on it, but I did just want to get your two cents one more time as we kind of get, you know, an updated look at the situation here. So, I mean, John Gruden and Tony Dungy still have houses in Tampa. Like, yeah, right. You know, Tampa's a nice place to live. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, I'm sure McCoy would love to return. Adrian Peterson would also like to come. Like, you know, every veteran that's looking for a ring is going to have Tampa in their top three or four teams. Oh, like, yeah. that they are. Um, there's probably a boatload of veterans right now that if Tampa calls them, they're there. Like, they are there. Um, and probably not for a lot of money. Gerald McCoy would not cost a lot of money. We, we When we spoke on this a, a few weeks ago, it wasn't a rumor. This is not a rumor. It's not – it's like, you know, this is even less of a rumor than the Larry Fitzgerald thing is. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, this is like literally just a what if. Um, because Gerald McCoy said he would be open to it. I just don't think the Bucks really are. Uh, they respect Gerald McCoy. Like, they love Gerald in that building. Like, like they do. They, you know, they respect the hell out of him. Like they, they realize what what he did for them, and you know how much he gave to this organization and stuff like that. And you know, he's gonna his name's gonna be in the stadium one day. He's gonna be in the Ring of Honor, right? Um, but at this point, I just don't know if they're gonna do it. However, I did say when we talked about it, there's worse options that they could do. Yeah. That, and, you know, there's worse guys out there that I could think of that they could sign rather than Gerald McCoy, right? So I would be open to it. I actually would. If, if he was willing to come for, you know, like a one-year, one like one-and-a-half, two-million-hour deal, I would be open to it because you can – I just – especially on a defensive line, you can never have enough depth. And, you know, you can monitor his injury. He said he's feeling good. He should be ready to go by training camp. Uh, he's a great locker room guy. I know people said he, he's soft – Dude, Tristan Wirfs is soft, but he, he, you know, and nobody complains because I guess, I don't know, he's a rookie and he played well. I don't, everybody says that Brad, Bradley Pinion came on the show and said Vita Vea is a teddy bear. Like, you know, Vita Vea is, is, a, is a big teddy bear in that locker room. So, like, I don't understand why people have such an issue with, with Gerald McCoy being soft per se. I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I don't think it happens. I, I wouldn't bet on it at all. Um, but I, like I said, again, I can think of worse options than Gerald McCoy. Steve G with a good question here in the live chat, and we'll start to wrap it up here. Are the Buccaneers in a market for a backup quarterback this off season, or is it something no. that we can expect in the years coming? Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll bring back Blaine uh, Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert, future of the franchise, you know, <laughs> love him. Love the <laughs> gift of Gabbert, you know, the gift of Gabbert boy. <laughs> he's a beautiful man well it's gonna be interesting i think it's gonna be more interesting to see what happens in that third quarterback position because i think and evan would agree with me josh rosen was still here man ah. <laughs> he would have been our guy he yeah. would have been our guy he would have had ryan griffin's spot um i uh i still don't think they bring back ryan griffin personally i think that they'll get a younger guy in there for that third spot kind of somebody that they can develop behind tom brady and blaine gabbert um so honestly, I, th- I think the backup quarterback position is pretty much locked in stone. It's going to be Blaine Gabbert, but I'd pay more attention to that third quarterback spot, which I know sounds weird, 
but you know they get a young developmental guy back there who knows pay attention see i think it's gonna be um ryan griffin just because tom brady's not gonna throw until training camp and if they're expected to have some sort of mini camp or otas or something i think the bucks are gonna want quarterbacks familiar with the system and uh ryan griffin is obviously familiar i saw somebody said that gerald mccoy only played one full season healthy uh that's a lie um i have the numbers right here uh he played all 16 games in carolina he played all 16 games in 2012 and 2013 in tampa um he dealt he I mean he played 13 games his rookie season. 2011, six games. Okay, he dealt with an injury there. Then 16, 16, 13, 15, 15, 15, 14. So I'm I'm not sure why everybody thinks that, you know, this this dude's just like injury prone. Um like I mean, yeah, he's dealt with some injuries, but like say he hasn't played a full season. Like I don't I don't know. I mean I, I think you'd take 14, 15 games from, from anybody pretty much. It's the NFL. It, it hurts getting hit, you know, multiple times every weekend. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, they should just, Oh, bring back McCoy and stuff. Man, everybody's saying soft. That doesn't make, okay, whatever. Everybody's mad at um, you, man. You, you went from getting popped in the chat to now they're booing you. I don't, this is see, it's the face of the franchise, but it's also the heel of the program. So yeah. Yeah. like, I, I gotta like, you know, even when GMC played all 16 games, he was still hurt. That's a feather in his cap. Like, he was hurt playing. Like, I don't know what your your big deal is there. I don't I don't get it. Whatever. Um, trade for Darnold. That's not going to happen. No way, man. Did, Sam Darnold is the white Jameis Winston. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he, he, uh, just, he, he is. We'll leave it with this. Our buddy Steve G in the live chat says, Bruce Arian says, I sometimes just sit back and watch Tom Brady coach. It's pretty rare for a coach to say Brady is a future coach. Can he leave the game completely? Um, I, I mean, he can, but I don't think he'll be gone for very long. It's really just a question of when he'll stop playing. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, when he's done playing, I think he'll want to experience life. But TB12 has a love for this game that is unmatched. And, I mean, it doesn't shock me to think that he would wind up on a coaching staff somewhere. But at the same time, I also feel like there's just as big of a part of him that, you know, once he finally hangs it up and he's done, like, he's done, you know? Like, I I really kind of think that's the side that even Tom Brady's weighing with himself right now. Yeah, I agree. You know, if if my plan comes to fruition, you know, Bruce Arians will have his – retirement you know press conference you know maybe after next year if they win another super bowl and you know he's gonna be sitting there and they're like oh man well bruce you know somebody's gonna ask him they're like well bruce who, who do you have as a, a successor to the head coaching position he'll be like i glad i'm glad you asked and then tom brady's gonna kick the door down and walk in with sunglasses on he's the new head coach slash quarterback of the tampa bay buccaneers <laughs> slash quarterback he's just he's yeah. yeah yeah he just tags himself in whenever they need that game-winning drive but Ladies right. and gentlemen, it's like uh, the longest yard. Do you guys see like the, you know, with like the, the new one, the newest yeah. one with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like at the end when they need a two point conversion and Burt Reynolds goes in. Exactly. He's like, yep. you know, I, I, I didn't just come here to, to, to coach. He's, he's just sitting there in uniform. He's not even in a polo. He's just, you know, he's literally <laughs> in pads and stuff just the whole time. Nobody can take number 12 because that's the coach's number. Yeah. First try right. would ever happen. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of a shorter episode today, but that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I really appreciate you guys hanging out for us in the live chat. We wanted to go live, get on top of the Leonard Fournette signing, and of course, just you know, kind of talk about some other Buck stuff. We talked about Larry Fitzgerald rumors. 
And uh, if you want to check out any of the other episodes from this week, I think they're still a little bit timely, except for the Leonard Fournette one, obviously. But we, we've talked about a lot this week. I uh, wanted to jump on here one more time to cover Fournette and obviously talk to you great people. Everybody who gave a super chat, we do appreciate you guys as well. And if you haven't already, subscribed to the YouTube channel. Best place to experience the show. We got plenty of great video content that isn't just the podcast, and that's the great thing about YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Canfire Podcast. Turn on your notifications to, uh, I guess, know whenever we upload something. Know whenever we go live. The minute we do it, you'll be among the first to know. Be a part of that notification squad. Check out the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Canon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. You can, uh, speaking of Bucks news as it happens, sorry, I'm kind of fumbling over my words here. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can check out my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. I just got a uh, Facebook friend request from somebody who's in the live chat. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you to James for being here. I know you're a busy guy. I think you're bailing on a school meeting right now to, to hang out and talk some bucks with us. But Lame. where can people find you and your great content, Mr. Bucks Nation? I got to, I gotta, uh, you know, get my degree, boys, you know. Yeah, I guess. Um, but uh, you can find me on YouTube at Mr. Bucks Nation. You know, just actually posted my Leonard Fournette video earlier today. And uh, talked about that. Just hit over 10K. Made a song about it. It's very not, well, not about that specifically. Made a Buck song. <laughs> <laughs> well, made a Buck sea shanty. That was pretty fun. Got looks at the beach. And uh, yeah, we have a lot more content coming out soon. It's going to be very exciting. And uh, thank you guys for having me on as hey, always. Look, James almost ruined his Yeezys for you guys. So you bet you guys better go watch that video. Yeah, I did. I had to put my Yeezys in the dryer for an hour and a half after that video was done. Every you know, sneaker collector who watches our show just cringed at the same time know, when you said I that. Know. When he told me that, I was like, uh. I was one, devastated. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but one last super chat from our guy, King Sefi. Hey, Sefi? thank you. Sefi? I think I pronounced that incorrectly all three times, but coming in with the $3, donating to the Wendy's Fund, you are the man. Thank you, buddy. Um, yeah, don't throw you, your Yeezys in the dryer, bro. Well, no, no. I have a... um. We have like a, uh, a thing that like sits in the dryer to where you can just put your shoes on. So what you do is you take the soles out of the shoes, put them next to the shoes, and it's like it keeps the shoes stable in the middle of the dryer while the heat just kind of cycles around it. You know what I mean? Look at you, fancy. Wow. Yeah, man. That's what all those um, YouTube bucks will get you. But right? hey, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, so I was going to say something. We keep on talking about the Wendy's fun. You know, we're all going to be together in November. We've got to do some type of Wendy's video. Oh, man. I don't know if my arteries can take it. We got the King of the Wing Challenge, and then the day after that, we're going to be doing something yeah, like Wendy's. What do you think we are? You're trying to kill me, <laughs> well, dude. We're talking about the Wendy's fun. We got to give the people what what they're paying for we'll, here. We'll, we'll do something for sure. We, we'll give the people what they want. Don't worry. You know? <laughs> my gosh. We're going to do one of those videos where it's like eat the entire Wendy's menu challenge. Oh, my God. <laughs> All three of us? I think we could do it. Uh, that's I, the riveting Bucks content people want throughout the offseason. Yep. Ladies sure. and gentlemen, before I forget, you can follow myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. Thank you so much for hanging out with us in the stream today. If you're listening on our uh, audio sources after the fact, we do appreciate you as well. Everybody in the live chat, BK Jackson checking in. 
Uh, Big Gucci Sosa, I like that one. Frank G's been hanging out with us the whole time. Bucks Time 12, Nathan Elliott, Steve G, Pac-Man 504, TB12, Goatman, and John Ramulo. Don't forget Willie either. What's up? Not forget my guy Willie. Nope, cannot forget our guy Willie Beeman holding it down as the moderator in this thing. Your service is greatly appreciated. We'll talk to you guys the next time we have some Buccaneer news. I am your host, Rhett, signing off for my co-host, Evan, and my uh, special guest, James Hill. We'll talk to you guys later. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeats, B-E-E-T-S dot com and save 15% with promo code DEAL.